You're listening to Retro Sermons, timeless lessons from the Bible spoken by voices of the past. Thank you and a very pleasant good morning to each of you. We continue to talk and to discuss with you about the new life in Christ. This is January 1, 1980, the beginning of a new year. But for many people, it will not be a new year as far as their practices, as far as their habits are concerned. It'll be a rerun, more or less, of what they did last year because they've not made a purpose in their life. There are many people who need lessons like we've been talking about over the past week or ten days. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Romans 6, 4, Even so we also should walk in newness of life. Colossians 3, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. It would be a very good day today to purpose in your life to begin to seek those things that are above. Jesus said, What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Many people will go into eternity this year unprepared to meet their God. They will go in to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account for the deeds done in the body, whether good or bad. There will be those people on that day of whom Jesus said in Matthew 7, Many would say to him in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Jesus said, I will profess unto them, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. I'm not passing judgment on people, I'm merely reading the words of Jesus. Jesus said many people would go into judgment unprepared to meet their God. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus talked about that great judgment scene. And he had to say to some of them on the left hand, Matthew 25, 41, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. My friends, it's a serious consideration to realize the truthfulness of the statement of Hebrews 9, 27, It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, cometh the judgment. This may be the year, this may be the day that you die. If so, what kind of life have you lived? My friends, you're responsible for your life. And it's time that you stopped and took stock of your life. Inventory. As the Apostle Paul said, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. We're talking with you about that new life that is in Christ that's brought about or made possible because the gospel began, its, it had its beginning on the day of Pentecost. A new era was ushered in by the preaching of Jesus Christ as the risen Lord. And by his authority, the apostle Peter commanded those people to repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. This was the new birth that Jesus talked about in John 3 to Nicodemus. And those people were commanded to repent. We were talking with you yesterday about this being the difficult command. It's not difficult to have uh, people uh, to have people 
follow their Lord and his commandments to be baptized. But rather, it, the, the thing that's so hard or difficult to get people to do is repent or change their mind or their purposes. And yet, Jesus said in Luke 13, 3, I tell you, nay, except you repent, you'll all likewise perish. We're talking with you about the fact that conversion involves that from which we have been converted or changed and that to which we're converted or changed. We repent, we change our minds, our purposes, we put them in another direction. As we read yesterday at the close of the lesson, the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 2.19, Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world. 1 Peter 2, verse 11, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. Stop a minute and think, pilgrims and strangers. What does that mean? Pilgrims and strangers from the standpoint of this world and the course of this world. You are a pilgrim in that you're just passing through. You're not going to be here forever. You are to be a stranger from the standpoint of not being conformed to the world and its practices. So I beseech you, brethren, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war after the soul. Ephesians 5.11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful work of darkness. 1 John 2, verse 15 through 17, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God about it forever. As we consider these scriptural teachings, we cannot help but notice that far too many church people have never cut off the sins of the world. I'm sure some of you who listen to this program think, well, that preacher is always preaching to people who are not members of the church. No, if you listen closely to this program, I preach to everybody. I preach to myself, I preach to you, regardless of whether you are a church member or not a church member. I preach to you whether you're a member of the Church of Christ or not a member of the Church of Christ. But I speak more especially right now about church people who've never cut off the sins of the world. This is what's wrong with the church to a certain degree. It's not that there's something wrong with the church, it's something wrong with the people within the church. People have not been converted. They have not changed. Oh, they may have been baptized, but that's about all they ever did. They continued to live as they formerly lived, and people can point a finger at them and say he's a hypocrite or she's a hypocrite. Many church members have never left pride behind them. Jealousy has not been repented of and left behind and hatreds of all kinds. Many church members have not cut off their participation in the practices of the world. Remember that Jesus said no man can serve 
two masters. By way of illustration, what about your practices? I'm not talking about someone else. If you consider yourself a Christian, a born-again Christian, as the common phrase is nowadays, do you still practice those things that you formerly practice? Do you engage in the things of the world? I once read a, a little illustration that said if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? What about the way you live day by day, Mr. or Mrs. Church member? Can the people of the world tell that you're different? Peter said, 1 Peter 4, that they think it's strange that you run not with them to the same excess of right, speaking evil of you. Now, my friends, Jesus said, the world hated me, and the world will hate you. What about it? What about our practices? Have we really been converted? Have we really changed? Churches all over this land today need a real house cleaning for God. Surely things would be a lot different in a lot of places if houses were cleaned out. Not only that, but the ministry of the gospel needs a sound lacing for the way that some preachers tolerate sin without speaking a rebuking word against it. There are some preachers who occupy some pulpits, and yes, even in churches of Christ, who do not preach against so-called respectable sins because the, minister, the people to whom this minister preaches are involved in them. A place of big eyes and little use, perhaps. Preachers must rebuke. People should not be like the false prophets of Isaiah days. Isaiah 56 verse 10, His watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Sleep and lie down, loving to slumber. Yes, my friends, conversion is involved in a Christian's life. And conversion will show up in the way that we live day by day. And as this lesson continues, you'll see what I'm talking about in a more special way, maybe. But when one becomes a Christian, there are other things that are to change in his life. One thing that's lacking today is prayer in the life of Christians. In Acts 2, verse 42, we're told that those first Christians continued steadfastly in prayer. Paul said, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, we're to pray without ceasing. How many times a day do you pray? A Christian should pray as he begins his day, as he continues his day, as he concludes his day. But this is one thing that many of us are guilty of. We're so taken up with the affairs of the world that we don't even have time to pray. But we're to continue steadfastly in our prayers as well as the Apostles' Doctrine. Acts 2 verse 42. 
because we ought not to be ignorant of the will of God, Ephesians 5, 17. And therefore we ought to know as we study our Bible that if we've truly been converted, we're going to spend time in prayer with God. And we're going to study in order that we might find how we can please God. Study to be convicted of our sins and our present life and to put them from us. These are the things that are important when a person has been converted. He has time to do these things because he takes time. We often sing a song, take time to be holy. My friends, if you're ever holy to the extent that you're separated from the world, it will be because you take time. People take time to read the newspaper. They take time to watch a favorite television show or something like that. They take time to do what's important to them. Well, the Christian is to have a new aim, object, goal in life. And he's to take time, take it away from something else and apply it to your new way of living and life. This is what Christianity is all about. It's a new and a living way that will result one day in you having a home in heaven if you've truly been converted. But there are a lot of unconverted church members today. And preaching is the only thing that will get the job done. But when preachers refuse to preach about conversion, telling people that they must repent, that they must change, people slip into the church. They're satisfied that they're a church member, not ever stopping to ask themselves if they're truly a Christian. And to look at their lives, to pick up the Bible and look in the Word of God, as James says, examine yourself as you look in the mirror to see whether you're just a hearer of the Word or a doer of the Word. But this is our time for today. You've been kind to listen. We thank you for your time and bid you a very pleasant good day.